Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Ethos presentation, and we bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. Twice a week, every Monday and Wednesday, we preview, recap all the action surrounding the competition. My name is Andre, and on this episode, I will cover all the action of EuroLeague Round 24, from the tip-off in Berlin to Christian's game-winning buzzer-beater shot in Athens. I would like to remind you all of the tragedy assolating Turkey and Syria. That was the reason why the games between Efes and Real Madrid and the Fenerbahce and Milano game were suspended this week. At the moment of the recording of this podcast, there is no information about when they will happen. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at E2EuroLeague. We will keep you up to date with any new that come out. In this moment, we keep our thoughts with everyone affected, and if you can, we urge you to contribute to those that were affected. There are several ways to do it. One that we recommend is Shane Larkin's foundation that is directing any donations to those that were affected by the earthquake. On our last episode, we started the preview of this round with the news coming from Tel Aviv, where Maccabi had extended the contract of Sorkin. This time around, they renewed with Lorenzo Brown, and they signed him until the season 25-26. Maccabi has been perform at a very high level this season and uh, we cannot a trend of continuity with this team. They are looking forward to build up on the momentum that they currently have. Lorenzo Brown is a 1m96, 6'5 point guards. He is so far this season the best player for Maccabi with a 17 PER. He's averaging 16.6 points and 6 assists in 31 minutes per game. Lorenzo is a leader for this team. He has an excellent passing ability and he's a high level decision maker. This is his fourth season on the Yellow League and his first playing for Maccabi. He spent five seasons in the NBA where he played for Sixers, Timberwolves, Suns and Raptors, keeping Brown until... 25-26 25-26 will allow Maccabi to keep building on the high-level performance they are having and they certainly aim to get to the higher levels of the competition looking to return to the Final Four where they were for the last time in 2014 where they beated Real Madrid on the final becoming champions of that edition of the competition. But let's focus on the present and recap the action of round 24. The long game of Wednesday and the first game of this round happened in Berlin where the local team Alba welcomed the Red Hot Olympiacos. It was a match of first against last and it was without surprise that Olympiacos got the 33-point road win. For the home team, Ericsson and Love missed the game, while Slokas, Peters and Papas weren't available for the visitors. The MVP of this game was Sasha Vzenkov with impressive 40 PER. He scored 28 points, grabbed 13 rebounds and was able to add one assist and one steal. He had on walk-up his usual partner in crime with 15 points, one rebound and 10 assists. All-in was the best for Alba with 16 points and one rebound. Vzenkov keeps building his MVP case. He currently leads all players in the EuroLeague with a PER of 23.5. 3.4 points ahead of Sort and 4.5 points ahead of Misic. He leads the league in rebounds with 7.4 
He's the second best scorer with 18.4 points per game, trailing only to Dwayne Bacon that averages 18.7. He is at the moment, in my opinion, the top contender to become Nikolas Mirotic successor as MVP of the EuroLeague. His NBA rights belong to the Sacramento Kings and last summer he almost moved into the NBA. Luckily for the EuroLeague and for all of us, we are still able to watch him perform every night. But the 25-year-old power forward from Bulgaria is showing that he is ready to give the jump and contribute at any level of basketball. He's the perfect star for this Olympiacos team, where his unselfish game style matches the team ball movement game plan, looking constantly to find easy shots and destroying any defensive plan that their opponents throw at them. While defense isn't uh, the calling card for uh, Zankov, he's a high IQ player and he's able to perform a team defense at a very high level but Olympiacos is way more than their star Olympiacos is a well-oiled machine with several pieces contributing game after game a great example of that is the 30-year-old American guard Thomas Walcott he's an elite defensive guard that leads the the EuroLeague in steals with 1.9 per game he's on his fifth season in the EuroLeague and after playing three seasons in Kangas for Zalgiris this is his second season representing the Olympiacos colors since the competition assist leader Slokas is out with an injury. Walcop step up to the moment and this game was an example of that with 10 assists. On the team last four games he's averaging 8.5 assists three above his season average of 5.5. The game itself didn't have much history. Olympiacos was up 15 points at the end of the first quarter. Alb was able to compete on the second quarter, going into the halftime, down 10 points. But Olympiacos went right back into their dominating mode the rest of the game and got the easy win. Alba is now on their sixth consecutive loss and their offense really misses low. Olympiacos, on the other hand, won their last six games and leads the competition with 17 wins and seven losses. Olympiacos' next game against Valencia on the road should be a good challenge for the leaders. Olympiacos is not only dominating the competition, but they are also one of the more pleasant teams to watch. Their game style makes the game easier for them, but a nightmare for their opponents. But I wonder how good can they be on the postseason? Are they a final floor contending team? For sure they are. Can they win it all? I'm certainly that they can. But down the stretch of games, they can struggle to find their go-to player. Cannon and McKinsey can do it, but sometimes they lack the consistency when doing it. Especially when we compare them to other players like Mike James, Larkin, Wibblekin, Clyburn. In all their games with the four points or less difference this season, they won three and lost four of them. This is a clear indication of exactly their issues finding their go-to man and performing on the clutch time. They will continue to perform at this level and giving us all great basketball to watch. But when the time comes, this is what I will be looking at. But I am also certain that with players of the level that Olympiacos has with a coach like Prasdokas, they will certainly find solutions to be highly competitive. Highly competitive is also the perfect description for our next game, where in Tel Aviv, Red Star was able to become the second team in this edition of the competition to beat Maccabi at home. The final score of the game was 86-89. Poitras, Austin Hollins and Lorenzo Brown were out for the home team, but we expect Lorenzo Brown to be able to return to the team next game on February 23rd against Bayern in Tel Aviv. For the Red Star... Asan Martin was active but didn't play, while Campazzo will have to sit out one more game before the team is allowed to register him. This was a huge road win for Red Star. The win was built in both sides of the court in a team effort. The visitors got 14 offensive rebounds in this game. Those are one of the big keys for them to get this win.
Red Star dominated the second and third quarters, where they scored 51 points, only allowing 37. But with 31 points in the fourth, Maccabi was able to come back into the game, and with only 5 seconds left on the clock, Maccabi was only 1 point behind after Di Bartolomeu converting the two free throws. But Vildoza closed the game for the road team, converting the last two free throws of the game and giving the Red Star a three-point win. Wade Baldwin, that ended the game with 38 points, a career high for him, almost sent the game into overtime with a three-point attempt from half court. But the Red Star will to stay in the playoff fight was too strong. In this game, we had two guards going at each other. Nedovic got the win and the MVP distinction with 28 points, one rebound, two assists and one steal. Baldwin was the best for the home team, with 38 points, 5 rebounds and 5 assists. Baldwin has been performing at a very high level, and Maccabi backcourt with him and Lorenzo Brown is in contention to one of the best in the EuroLeague. But let's leave that debate for another episode, because we still have 5 games to recap on this one. Maccabi, with this loss, fell into 10th place, and having FS one win behind them, but also with one game less. Maccabi is now one win behind the 4th team tie for 6th to 9th places, headed by Partizan with Basconia, Valencia and Zalgiris, all fighting for the last 3 playoffs spots. Red Star kept their playoff aspirations alive with this win and they broke the five-game losing streak they were on. They are now in 13th place, tied with Vitor that is 12th and one game behind Maccabi. In the end of the game, Nedovic said, we don't know how to win a regular game, we always need drama. Well, coach Ivanovic pointed out that we played good 35 minutes, our defense was good. We could tell that this was a very satisfied Red Star team that got a much-needed win and we did some extra motivation, despite allowing Maccabi to get close in the end. As I just mentioned, Virtus is tied with Red Star on the standings. They missed the chance to catch up Maccabi on their reception of Barcelona. They lost 75-92. This was a revenge game for Barcelona after previously losing at home by 8 points against Virtus. Lundberg returned for Virtus and he was their best player on this game. He scored 13 points and added 3 rebounds, 3 assists and 1 steal. But the MVP of this game was Nikola Mirotic with 70 points, 3 rebounds and 4 assists. Abinis also had a good performance with 16 points and 3 rebounds. If the 18-point win seems a large one, it doesn't tell half of the story of the game. Barcelona went into the fourth quarter with a 35-point lead and took a 36-fourth-quarter effort by Virtus to reduce the difference in this game to 18. Barcelona built this win based on an elite defensive effort, but coach Sharun Zjastikiewicz pointed out that the team needs to be consistent and that doing it for only three quarters isn't enough to win at the highest level. This ended up being an easy win for Barcelona. They keep fighting for home court advantage and they, are, and they are currently in third place. They are tied in wins with Real Madrid, but Real Madrid has one game less and they are one game ahead of Monaco and two games ahead of Fenerbahce that is currently in fifth place. Barcelona should be one of the top teams heading into the playoffs, having a real chance to be part of the Final Four and one of the top contenders of this edition of the EuroLeague. Moving on to the next game, where Bayern received the hottest team in the competition, Partizan. Partizan is currently the hottest team inside and outside the court. The scenes of their supporters in Munich were another example of the of one of the greatest fan bases in the, in the EuroLeague. Lasort in the end of the game pointed out how amazing it was and said that despite the game being on the road, it felt like it was a home one. The game ended 71-82, and as I mentioned before on the pod, Partizan is now sixth. They kept building their good momentum with their fourth consecutive win, 
they have also won 9 out of their last 11 games. And after starting the season with 4 wins and 9 losses, it is impressive to see the growth of this team during the season. To make it even more impressive, this win was achieved with several partisan players playing sick dealing with a flu outbreak within the team. It was on the second and third quarters that Partizan took over the game, only allowing 26 points and scoring 41. Gillespie was the best player for the home team with 6 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist and impressive 4 blocks. The best for the winners and the MVP of the game was Panther. He scored 19 points and Lesort scored 16 points and grabbed 7 rebounds. Partizan plays a very physical style of basketball and despite being a very young team, they kept proving game after game that they belong in the EuroLeague. Another two teams that certainly also belong in the EuroLeague are Zalgiris and Basconia. They face each other in Kaunas, where the home team got the extremely important win 79-75. This win broke their three-game losing streak, allowing them to catch Basconia in the standings and distancing themselves from Maccabi. Basconia is one of the most exciting offensive teams in this edition of the EuroLeague, leading the league in points scored per game with 85.4. For our many American listeners, a reminder that EuroLeague game has only 40 minutes and not only that but it's also a way more physical game and has less space making it harder to, for the teams to have higher scores with Basconi being the highest scoring team per game in the competition holding them to 75 points wasn't an easy task for Zalgiris. Zalgiris was able to achieve that in great parts by taking away their transition game. Not only that, but they only allowed Basconia 25 three-point attempts, what is considerably under their 33 attempts per game that they had this season until this uh, last game. On an interesting tactical move, Zalgir is opted to bring Brasdaikis off the bench, and they also didn't close the game with him. Despite it, he managed to be the, the team third best scorer in this game with uh, 15 points in 23 minutes, and he was an important piece in this Zalgiris win. The MVP of the game was Ulanovas, the Zalgiris team captain, once again stepped up when the team needed him the most. He scored 16 points and added 4 rebounds, 5 assists and 1 steal. In another great performance and again being extremely important for the team's success on clutch time. The Latvian Roland Schmitz bounced back and was more involved in the game in comparison to the team previous ones, having a grand performance and being one of the keys for this win. He scored 20 points. As we had previously spoken, he's a player that uh, works very well on the flow of the offense and he can be very effective. He's a very enticing player to watch and it was hard to see the team in the last games and in their losses opting to go into ISO plays over and over again instead of a more team approach to their offense. In this game, they were able to achieve that and that helped them to conquer this win. And uh, Schmitz was a big part of it. Giedritis was the best for the, the visitors with 11 points, 6 rebounds and 2 assists. In our opinion, late in the game, the coach kept him on the bench for too long and that contributed for Bosconi not being able to, to come back in this game. Obviously, the merit is for the victors and it goes for Zalgiris. With these two teams tied in the standings, we can expect both fighting until the last rounds of this EuroLeague for a place in the playoffs. Good news for the team from Kaunas that uh, can expect Isaiah Taylor to return for their next game, giving them a must-needed boost. Who also needed a boost were Monaco and Asphalt defenses. The two teams met in Monaco to play the French Classic with the home team winning 
87-75. In the end of the first half of this game, we had both teams complaining exactly about the same thing, their defensive performance. At the half, Monuk had scored 50 points and Asphalt 40 in good offensive efforts, but we without any of the teams being able to compete defensively. Monaco was a bit apathic on the first half of this game and uh, it took them three quarters to really get into the game. They are an elite team offensively and uh, they are able to compete with any team in a, in a shootout. And if their offensive performance aren't a surprise, shout out for Asphalt for being able to keep it up and put up a very good offensive first uh, half and uh, really for the first three quarters of the game. They were actually able to win the third quarter by six points heading into the fourth down four points this ended up being enough to wake up Monaco that was finally able to play some defense only allowing Asphalt 12 points in the fourth quarter claiming the 12 point win for Monaco the best player in the MVP of this game was Diallo with 12 points four rebounds four assists one steal and one block doing a bit of everything and uh, being a must-needed spark for the team of, on this game. Lloyd scored 19 points, while Obsasoha scored 11 points, grabbed two rebounds, and had four assists for Aswell. With this loss, Aswell are now 17 in the standings, being above only Alba. These two teams have been struggling uh, during the competition and uh, raising some questions between uh, media and the fans if they they belong. Both teams are in in interesting situations with um, Alba being an important team for the Euroleague because Berlin being an important city for the competition. Obviously, in a Euroleague that is trying to grow and trying to become a big competition, having key cities across Europe and having markets that are big are very important for the success of this expansion and or more than the expansion or potential expansion, the growth of the the natural growth of the competition itself. So I believe that there will be an effort to keep a team like Alba during the the years and uh, to to help them and see them growing and for us well there are several factors like uh, tony parker owning the team but the team have been showing some management issues coaching wise there are some very big question marks about uh, what team is doing and the product of basketball and the brand of basketball they are they are taking to the the court it will be something to monitor and to see how it evolves uh, heading into the next editions of the Euroleague we cannot really expect these two teams to to perform at the level of the other 16 for the rest of the season on the completely opposite side we have Monaco they are currently in fourth place with 15 wins and nine losses they are contenders to win this uh, this edition of the Euroleague and they are certainly in a position to to try to secure home court advantage for the the playoffs Monaco has been playing a, a very good uh, brand of basketball a lot of uh, guard play a lot of um, very good uh, offensive performances and they have the pieces to to play it in in both sides of the of the game i honestly think that they they will be able to cause troubles to any team of this era league i probably wouldn't have them as as the ultimate favorites but they will be up there and um, stay tuned for our next episode where we will be bringing you our power rankings and try to evaluate the 
the value of these teams for what we have left, both of the regular season and also the the playoffs. We will do a small deep dive on onto what to expect from uh, from Monaco and uh, if they will be able to keep up what they have been building and doing during this season. But let's end this podcast in a very high note with a great game in Athens between Paratinaikos and Valencia. Valencia got the win, 92-91, and the MVP of the game was also the hero of the game, Chris Jones. Jones scored 24 points, grabbed four rebounds, dished five uh, assists and had one steal. Alexander also performed very, uh, very, at a very high level for Valencia with 16 uh, points, one rebound, one assist, one steal and two blocks. While Gudiaitis stepping up for uh, Papagiannis, that uh, was a light scratch for the game with an injury, had uh, 23 points, 10 rebounds and one block. Paratinakus was... Up seven points in the end of the the first half, Valencia came into the third quarter very strongly, scoring 27 points. And down the stretch, uh, we had uh, Jones and Lee exchanging baskets and uh, the teams ex- exchanging constant leads. Jones scored the team last 11 points, including the magnificent buzzer beater winning shot from three points on the Paratinakos side there was several players out for this game including Papagiannis and Walters that were light scratches it was interesting down the stretch to see that uh, Bacon was uh, struggling uh, he struggled during the, the whole second half and he wasn't being able to to produce Lee was able to step up and kept the, the team on the game. Another very positive note for uh, Paratinaikos was the, the additions of Agravanis and Matt Thomas that had good performance on this game. Matt Thomas was able to, to be on the floor for them to close the game and gave good signs that he will be able to contribute and help the Paratinaikos team the rest of the season. While Paratinaikos is down on the standings in 16th place with eight, win- 8 wins and 16 losses and uh, probably too far to be able to climb all the way into the, the playoff contention. This was an extremely important win for Valencia after they have lost in their home court against uh, Maccabi in the last round. Valencia is now in 8th place with 13 wins and 11 losses and is part of the, the four-team ties that we have spoken sometimes during the, this podcast with Partizan, Basconi and Zalgiris. Valencia is playing a very good brand of basketball and we expect them to keep competing at this high level and being one of the top contenders to make it to the playoffs. It was a, an excellent game and we couldn't have wished for for a better one to end the, this round 2024 of the EuroLeague. This take, take us to the, the end of the podcast. Stay tuned. Next week we won't have uh, EuroLeague games, but we will be bringing you a special episode uh, Wednesday, probably by the end of the day, with our power rankings of the EuroLeague. And we also will be debating the MVP race and who are the, the top contenders to, to win this edition MVP. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Itos Euroleague. Stay tuned and see you guys soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.